Hey everyone, this is Nicholas again. I have another episode for you, including this time a little business lesson I learned from my barber, of all people. Uh, you go in to get a haircut and you don't expect you're going to get one of the most valuable business lessons you've ever gotten in your entire life, but that's what happens sometimes. So I'm really excited to be able to share that with you today. So just for a little bit of context, I was looking for like a new haircut place because I've kind of been going to great clips and super cuts my whole life. And it, it's such a roll of the dice where you get either like a really, really decent haircut or like a not, not good haircut at all. And it, it's just like, why, why am I, you know, it's like you're gambling like, you know, 20 bucks on whether or not you look good. So I'm like, okay, I'll just try somewhere else. I'll try this little, uh, small town place kind of tucked in a corner, not really with a lot of foot traffic and and see see what it's like and then you know worst case it's mediocre and i'm i'm really no no out nothing more than i would have been otherwise so i'll do that so i i, I walk in and uh immediately i notice it, it's a completely different feel from every other place i'd ever been so you know supercuts or great clips or, or wherever you know just generic chain uh haircutting place even you know more places that are trying to be a little more like um, more of like a guy's place, guys hang out. Like uh, the barbers is kind of like, like a sports themed haircutting place. You know, they've really got nothing on this because they there are posters of, of well a number of things, but you know, there's like a Jack Daniels poster, uh, uh, Iron Maiden poster, a bunch of other heavy metal posters on the wall, um, lots of pictures of old pe old uh, patrons who'd come in from like when they wanted vacation or something. And then I kind of turned around and then I noticed there was a couple of other ones and uh, they're like kind of Playboy posters of like like pinups of like like a four by, like the biggest poster in the place is this four by six um, picture of just like a naked woman with, uh, yeah, I think it's like a Playboy thing. And I'm just kind of like looking around, I'm like, what is, what is this? And then uh, the guy's like, hey, like you need a haircut, super friendly guy. So I'm like, sure, yeah. Uh, so I come on over, and I can kind of tell it's just going to be a different experience right away. Because uh, I forget what he said, but uh, you know, he like dropped the f bomb like super quickly into our conversation. I'm like, okay, this is like a very, very casual kind of place, I guess. But you know, like whatever. Yeah, you know, maybe he cuts hair well. It's really what I'm here for. So figure it out. And. Uh, but it turns out there, there's like there's a there's a story behind this place, and I I asked him kind of how how he got into cutting hair because you know it's like not the most typical conversation uh, um, profession for a guy. It's I think in my experience all the ones that I've been to, all the places I've been to I've I've seen like four guys in my life. You know it's at least the places I've been it's been pretty female dominated and it's kind of curious. Uh, why this guy around, you know, his, his early 30s has, like, a haircutting business. And so I asked him, and then he said that as a boy, his grandfather would take him to the barbershop. And this is, like, an old-school barbershop, um, which is a bunch of guys around the neighborhood. People kind of hang out there for a while before their haircut and hang out for a little while after their haircut. Uh, that, you know, they'd be drinking beer, smoking cigars swearing, talking about women, just like a really casual place where uh, guys could cut loose without fear of really um, seem, seeming like unreputable or 
you know, inappropriate. Because, you know, like, it's just such a casual thing, you know, you're not going to offend anyone by saying anything. So, it's kind of almost like a, it seems like a weird thing to say, kind of funny thing, uh, like a safe space for men, where men don't have to be, like, filtered at all, which... It seems silly in, like, the modern political context, for sure, but uh, I kind of got it. So he was saying that his grandfather, as, uh, you know, when he went back when he was a boy, uh, his grandfather was the kind of guy who would wear three-piece suits everywhere, you know, seven days a week, um, go, to, go to church every Sunday, you know, obviously, and never swore, never really drank, never smoked. Um, never really said anything indecent, was always really polite, uh, spoke properly, just a really straight edge kind of guy, you know? And I guess he was saying at the barbershop, he got to see his grandfather be someone that he couldn't be the rest of the week. Now, if maybe if there, he didn't have other expectations on his life, he wouldn't actually be this way, but he really got to see his grandfather cut loose in a way that he wouldn't otherwise get get to cut loose, if that makes sense. So it's, it's pretty powerful because it's like a personal shift in, in who you get to be. So he grew up and they, they went every Sunday or every Saturday, just, you know, not, not really to get their hair cut, although, you know, they kind of did. Hair doesn't grow that fast. But really, you know, for the community experience and this uh, kind of safe space for men kind of thing. And he said that was like such a cool thing for him because he saw this, his grandfather had a lot of responsibilities, a lot of burdens, and uh, he really got to relax completely during this time. That's what he was looking forward to create for other men uh, through this experience. I just thought that was so cool because he, he was so dialed in to why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, it's kind of that Simon Sinek thing, you know, uh, having your why figured out because I think a lot of people say you know what they do you know I cut hair I shave beards maybe you know like nothing really that interesting there or nothing that compelling but what what this guy would say is like I'm creating a community environment where people can cut loose and just really relax and hang out with some guys and, you know, not feel like they're going to offend anyone and just have a really casual, easygoing, good time. And I was, like, really struck by that because it's, like, a transcendent purpose in a fairly uh, mundane profession. And I just thought that was really cool. Uh, So then, you know, kind of the part two of this, this, you know, with with the beer and the the, uh, nudie posters, yeah, it's probably not for everyone, right? And so I was asking him, like, so what's the deal with, you know, like, uh, you got that poster over there. And the more I looked, there were actually a lot more um, pictures of naked women than I initially realized. Because you kind of, you, you walk in and you don't really see much. You see, like, heavy metal posters. But it's like when you're sitting in the seat that you can see uh, that big poster I described because it's actually above the door. So you can't see it when you're walking in. You can only see it, like, when you're sitting in the chair or cutting hair or whatever. So it's like... So I was like, oh, so what's the deal with that? And he said, you know, it's uh, the kind of place I wanted to create, plays into that theme that he had before. But what's interesting is that the, as he's gone 
for, like harder in this direction. He's not trying to be all things to all people the way that you would be if uh, you were running like a, a chain like the other ones I described. He's trying to be one thing to a very specific group of people who, who buy into his vision completely. So he said actually, in fact, uh, people, people come or like they'll, they don't really know what it is so they'll have the girl, their girlfriend come in to, to wait for them. And maybe the guy comes back 50% of the time uh, but like the girlfriend never comes back because it's not, ah, it's just, it's not that it's so unpleasant. It's just like, you know, I'll skip it and go do something else that I prefer. You know, it's like really not for me kind of thing. So he's succeeded in really polarizing the experience. So he has Yelp reviews, right? That are, I think like four and a half stars or whatever. So like, good. He's got like a lot of people who, who really like him. But what's interesting is that he actually gets customers coming in based on the negative Yelp reviews that other people leave. So, for instance, people say, this place is really unprofessional, way too casual. I don't like when my barber talks to me. I don't like talking to other people. There were indecent photos on the wall. Uh, people were drinking beer at, like, one in the afternoon. And it just really wasn't, uh, like, a clean place of business or whatever. And... He said that he's got customers coming in who read that review, say, that sounds like my kind of place, and then they show up and get their haircut, and they become like a lifelong customer of this guy because they're so bought into what he's created. And that's what you want. You want those customers who love what you're doing. You know, I think he charged me like 20 bucks for a haircut, and I added a good tip because I thought it was too cheap. Like, this guy could be charging like 40 or $60 for a haircut if he wanted to because the experience is is so specifically geared to a certain group of people where, you know, I, I wasn't totally bought into like overall, but he, he can, he cuts hair so well, I think because he, he's so connected with his passion and purpose and cutting hair is the way to create that community that he cares about. So that's kind of the what to his why. So he, he did a great job cutting hair. Uh, but there, I think there are people who, if they really like that experience, would probably pay forty or sixty dollars, or maybe instead of paying twenty dollars, you know, every couple of months like I do, they'd pay twenty dollars a week or something like that. And maybe maybe that's really what his business is set up around. So I thought that was cool that he's he's embraced the idea of pushing people away who aren't a good fit, and I think that in life and in business and so much of what you do, there are always going to be people who don't get it and who don't like what you're doing. And actually, that's a really good thing. What you want is not to avoid criticism or to avoid offending people, but to be really attractive to one group and then to as just as aggressively push away the people who aren't a good fit for what you're doing. So if that makes sense. So think about that. That's kind of my challenge for you for the rest of the day or maybe even the week is figure out ways that you can express what you stand for in, in such a way that you're, you're pushing away people who aren't a good fit. So who do you not want to work with? And then double down on the people that you do want to work with and just be even more of yourself, be more polarizing, be more unique and original. And the more you do of that, the better your success is going to be because when you provide a powerful experience for people, they're going to talk about it. If you try a mediocre, mundane experience, I've never talked to a friend, hey, I got my hair cut at Supercuts. This place is adequate 
you could totally go. But I've told everyone I know about this place because, like, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's just a cool place. Like, this this guy cares. And, like, you don't feel that level of caring anywhere else when you get your hair cut. So if you want, want a guy who really cares about how your hair looks, go to this guy. And I've been telling everyone. So... So think about that. How do you, how do you become polarizing? Anyway, that's all I've got. Thanks thanks for listening. It's kind of a long minute, a long episode, about twelve and a half minutes. So thanks. This is only you can be you, Nicholas Peel. Thanks.